0: Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. This is Patty Negri, and welcome to the Witching Hour. We have a great guest for you this week my friend and amazing paranormal investigator, Tammy Mirhab Chavez. But before I bring on Tammy, where's Patty? That's right. Where is Patty? Because I have to look, or I don't know. So, if you are watching this or listening to this on the week we first drop, which is the week of Monday, December 5th, 2022, yes, indeed, it is in December. We are here, the holidays are here, whatever holiday you could celebrate, it is here. And we're going to talk about that today as well. But if you were listening to this at first, if it's Monday, I'm in Texas right now. I'm in Dallas, Texas area. I've spent the last six days here working with Miracles of Joy in Louisville and the new Antanasia Center, which I still probably butcher the name, but I'm trying really hard. A beautiful new metaphysical center there. But I'm on my way home. I'm on my way home. And so I have no classes this week. And... Next week, I'm home for like two months. So you're going to be seeing my regular classes back. You're going to be seeing me everywhere more than you ever want to see me. But in the meantime, make sure you are watching our Witches Movie Coven every Wednesday. Have you noticed that yet? It is live every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. And you could watch us on Facebook Live or on my YouTube page. And we talk about witchy movies. Good ones, bad ones, television and everything in the middle. So every Wednesday live and you get to participate. We want to hear your stories with chat is active and live. You can watch it afterwards, of course, but join us live Wednesdays if you can. What else are you doing? And of course, this Witching Hour, whether you're watching the demo on it or not, it drops everywhere. A new episode every Monday, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. So check that out. Um, Also my social media. So I'm on everything. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So like me, follow me, subscribe to me. I have a pretty dang active YouTube page where I teach lots of things free because that's what I love to do. So check it out. And other than that, that's where Patty is. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Guess what time it is. Yep. It is time for the Willow Report. This perfect little princess just wanted to show off some of her holiday wear. We started this last week or so, but this is her favorite dress. This is from Cheryl Kenninger of Down Under Dog Designs, handmade. Cute little thing makes her butt look really cute. Butts are in, you know, so and it's got little dachshunds on it. So, there she is in her f- favorite holiday dress. Now, she's a girl that likes to change clothes mid-party. So, this is the one she changes into. And this has got all sorts of different kinds of dogs on it. Maybe we'll model that for you next week. Now, you might look at me and go, my dog's not going to put that on. Willow, do you feel that? You? Uh, why do you turn into Sleepyhead whenever we're on camera like this? There you go. Look at the camera. And you go, "Mm, my dog's not going to do that. Not going to wear a dress or an outfit or a sweater. But what about just a plain old scarf? You guys know you can get these anywhere. So if your puppy doesn't want to put a whole thing on, get a little holiday bandana. You could even put it over the dress. So everybody can be festive for the holidays. You're probably going to dress up a little, right? Right? Baby wants to, too. Even Gracie. I was going to have Gracie right here, right now, but she said no and she hid under the couch but she's got a beautiful new necklace look at that see cats she's not into the outfit so much but who doesn't want a little bling on your kitty cat so happy holidays that's the willow report dress and shine hey should we get matching dresses (laughs) is that too weird i'm gonna do it okay for this week's magic we're going to talk about holiday gifts Mm -hmm. and giving yes whether you celebrate yule or christmas or kwanzaa or hanukkah or anything else in the middle or just it's holiday season almost all of our holidays kind of go with a little extra gift giving whether you feel obligated or you choose to um a lot of things as gifts we go to parties hostess and hostess gifts now Buying something is always great, but money's been tight for a lot of people. um, And those homemade gifts are always the best. So I have friends who knit and create and do, but I'm not artsy craftsy. I'm not artsy craftsy at all. I look like a drunken five-year-old did almost anything that I could do with the dexterity of my hands, but I'm a witch. And you guys are witches too. So even if you can't make the perfect handmade, whatever, whatever, what if you did a special custom spell for your friends? I mean, don't don't get real specific how we do this, but what if you took a candle, even a store-bought candle from some of my favorite stores, House of Intuition. In Los Angeles, I always go to the Crooked Path or the Green Man store, and of course, House of Intuition. But you could go anywhere. What if you make your own magic candle? You guys do magic, you do ritual, you do spellcraft, take any candle, a store candle. Maybe you want to make a special sigil for your friend. Maybe they're looking to have a baby. Maybe you want to make a fertility candle for them. Who wants, everybody wants health. Everybody wants prosperity. Make a good luck candle for your friends. Or when you're traveling, like I just got back from an amazing work trip to Australia and you know, you can't buy everybody a T-shirt. You can't buy everybody a ball cap. But I wanted something magical. And I realized that travel can be scary and dangerous. So I got this set, koala bears, little cute, cute koala bears. Now, this they're clips. They're in themselves. Oh, that's cute. And then you kind of throw it in the closet. But what if this was a magic spell? And it's going to be all my closest friends out there. You're getting one. So I got this little group of koala bears. And I'm setting up a very elaborate spell working. Picture this little group of koala bears with candles everywhere, herbs everywhere, sigils created, chants made, moon cycle followed. This isn't just a cute little koala bear from Patty's trip to Australia. It's a protection koala bear for travel. Now, travel doesn't mean you have to jump on a plane like I do. Travel might mean you're going to the grocery store. Travel might mean you got to go to work every day and back. So all of a sudden, this little guy clipped on your rear mirror or kid's lunchbox or anything else. You've put real magic into this. You've put real time into this. Thought, energy, and this might be one of their favorite presents. As simple as this little guy is. So this is just an example because I'm sitting here with a dozen little koala bears, but get creative for the holiday gifts as well. There's a million things you could buy at a million places. And when you just add magic, it's now priceless. So you guys, get creative, get out there, and play with magic. Magic is everywhere. You just have to create it yourself. Sometimes, heck, always. That's your magic for today. Happy holidays. Hi everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. We have some great magic for you today, some hollyweird magic. What? Yes, indeed. We have Hollywood herself, the beautiful Tammy Mayrab Chavez. Now, you probably know who she is from television, travel channel, Internet and everywhere else. But if you don't, let me tell you about her. Tammy is a full time costume designer for theater and film in Hollywood by day and a paranormal investigator by night. Her origins in the paranormal can be traced back to her hometown of New Orleans. As a child, Tammy was always intrigued by mysteries, lore, and ghost stories of her spiritual hometown, New Orleans. Working in a haunted acting school led her to pursue paranormal investigating as a serious hobby, and it remains an integral part of what makes Tammy driven in the paranormal community and co-host of the true crime paranormal podcast, Hollyweird paranormal content creator for travel channel and featured panelist on paranormal networks scared and alone she has recently wrapped two episodes of the new season of ghost adventures yes indeed we have that together so welcome tammy thank you thank you patty for having me i'm so excited I am so excited too. I love you. You're one of my favorite people. We, don't, for some reason, don't get to see each other that often. Um, We've worked together a little tiny bit, and we could talk about that at the Dearly Departed Place. Um, but so I love the fact that, that you, by theater, you work in theater and film. Because don't you find anything like sound stages, theaters, the most haunted places there
1: are? Absolutely. I've had my first experience in a haunted theater in New Orleans. And uh, growing up in New Orleans, you just knew it was a very spooky and very spiritual and unique town. And um, yes, everywhere you go seems to be haunted there, especially their theaters. But yeah, Yeah. I've worked in quite a few haunted spaces, haunted film sets, quite a few here in Hollywood. And um, my acting Job, my last uh, acting school, a costume department at the school in Hollywood that was the location of um, the Charlie Chaplin bungalows, and next door was his former studio. So we had a lot of what people claim were uh, Charlie Chaplin uh, apparitions.
0: Yes. So we have him in common as well. He, um, I, he, he, he built a couple places in my neighborhood. Um, he, the, my, my very first ghost adventures was they called me in because, um, Zach had heard they were at the Hollywood, uh, no, they were at the American Legion hall that he had heard that I had talked to the ghost of Charlie Chaplin and I got all this information and little be known to me, I had, told him that it was in the exact chair that he sat in every night. So that was my intro to the whole show. But he's such an integral part of Hollywood. And so, I mean, he built so many houses for girlfriends all over the city and for himself. And, And in my experience, even though he told me a little bit about that whole, you know, whatever scare in the war, um, he seems like a pretty happy ghost. I do like happy ghosts versus going to the pr- insane asylum again and going to the prison and to the serial killer's house. Uh, it, it, but it, I must say, actually, the place that where I somebody caught in fire on my show was at a house that he bo- built for one of his girlfriends, Mary Astor. So I think he, Charlie Chaplin still might be running Hollywood. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he owned half of it back in the early 1900s. That was his town. Yeah. He, he had money, he had the talent, and he had the power.
0: Yeah. So, have you noticed in haunted? I, th- I think big in life, big in death. So, you know, quiet go- people are going to be quiet ghosts, actors, actresses, stagehands are going to be big. So, have you noticed that um, as well as though they're haunted and ghosts in themselves scare people, that, that there's often ha- happier ghosts at theaters and on stages?
1: Yes, there's a lot of theaters around here that I've been um, told have their own ghosts. Of course, every theater has its own ghosts. Because as actors, we're the main conduits. So when we go on stage, if you think about it, we are demanding attention and kind of repeating history on stage. So we are these conduits that are, you know, trying to feed and and conjure up this energy. So, of course, it's going to absorb the walls right there. And uh, I mean, think about it if you're a ghost especially a Hollywood ghost and you're an actress of course you want to have you know that attention on you and spirit in every sense of the word so I I would be happiest on stage or you know a Warner Brothers soundstage and you know being a part of that movie magic like I was in the living
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we need to go so to we, a soundstage uh, or a, something together one of these days. I think we should do a seance, do something really fun, investigation, see how you lead me. So um, I didn't know until I read this that you're from New Orleans, that one of my favorite yes. Um So how did you, okay, if you, you lived in a place haunted and you worked at a school, how, what was your introduction to the paranormal?
1: Well, growing up in New Orleans, I was always surrounded by legends and lore of that city. In school, you were taught about that during, you know, Halloween. We were uh, told about the legend of the Rougarou. And we had our own local legend in New Orleans called the Woman in in White of Mona Lisa Drive, which was uh, a ghost that uh, toured around City Park area. And we just like, we always sorts of different types of stories in different areas of New Orleans. Uh, I remember even driving down St. Charles uh, Avenue with my mom and she said, oh, that's the house that, you know, is claimed to be haunted. And she would just always share with me crazy stories about the city as well. So I just knew the city was just so unique and so spiritual. You go anywhere else, you just didn't feel that. But when you came to New Orleans, when you were there, you just feel it. You just feel that kind of sense of heaviness and um, mysteriousness. And, um, and yeah, when I was there, I was working for a summer stock theater and I was just barely two weeks into a production that we were building costumes for. It was a musical called Camelot and, um, they had me go and, um, cut pattern pieces for in the front foyer of the theater. Cause we had no room in this, in the shop. It was huge production and it was a dark and stormy as it always is in the summer day or during the summer in New Orleans. And I was cutting these pattern pieces by myself in the front foyer. In the corner of my eye, this apparition of a man, it looked like a man. He was standing by the staircase, by the banister of the staircase. And every time I would look up, he, would, he was just not there. But in my mind's eye, I would see him. Like he was in all black, had a black mustache, had a black hair. It was just, I could see him clear as day in my head. And I thought maybe it was one of the directors coming in and out, you know, of their offices. But when I finally saw one of the directors come out, I mean, he was dressed in a white shirt and jeans. I was like, no, that's not him. So something, I don't know, I wasn't by myself in that front foyer of the theater. So during our lunch break, I go into the costume shop and I tell the ladies, I'm like, hey, um, is the theater haunted? And without hesitation, they said, yeah, yeah, we have a his name is Bob. We're like, I was like, what? So, um, they they were telling me that Bob, you know, is their theater ghost. And as they're telling me the story of Bob, in walks in the props director, and they tell her, Oh, Tammy saw Bob. And it turned out that the props director hosts relationship with Bob when he was living because Bob was her mentor Bob was the head of lighting and when she started working in the theater he kind of like showed her the ropes and unfortunately I think years and years ago he passed away due to cancer and after he, he still made his way back to work in the theater. And um, I asked her, well, what did Bob look like? And of course, without hesitation, oh, he had black hair, a black mustache. And when people see him here, he's in his theater blacks. Because when you're in production, you are all black age. And I was like, I'm done. That's it. I saw him. (laughs) That was it. That was my introduction to the paranormal. And knowing that there's something so much bigger and beyond, you know, in our realm that we don't know about.
0: Yeah, I know. Isn't this, that makes life so much more exciting? So now yes. you are a seasoned, respected, loved, one of the top paranormal women, I think, in the business. So and I know you're a little witchy because you do call yourself a kitchen witch. So yes. um, so we've, and I want to go there. But before we even go there, when you go on investigations, do you do anything specific for protections or to open the veil or close the veil? Or how much of that do you bring into your paranormal stuff?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. I bring in, I bring it into my, you know, paranormal investigations as best as possible, because I always want to go in there with a clear conscience, but at the same time to make sure that I am protected, there are energies out there that can really, you know, drain us and drain our minds at the same time. And, you know, there's always a thing in the back of your head, like, what if something comes and follows me home, which I've had had in the past but I always leave black salt out in my front door and my back door. I tell it does not serve me, whatever's negative stays outside, which it has. Um, before an investigation, I always um, light Palo Santo for, for my ancestors and call upon my, And then when I come back home, I light Palo Santo again and just cleanse myself that way and go to sleep and every time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is the awareness. There's a lot that's very, very similar to what I do, and it's your intent and your your statement and everything. And it's so simple, but you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you have
1: to have a good mindset. You know, make sure that you're going in with the best intention and that you're very positive and respectful
0: yeah yeah so tell me a little bit about your kitchen witchery what does that mean to somebody who does what's a kitchen witch
1: <laughs> so i took a couple of classes a few years ago with mystic dylan at the mm. mystic museum and it was a witchcraft i know he's so amazing and it was a beautiful class on the history of witchcraft and its practices and its misconceptions and there was one court there was one day where we we're learning how to work with herbs and i absolutely loved it it was just I'm, I guess it's me being a cancer Leo, I love taking care of people and making sure that they they feel comfortable and safe. And I just started working with herbs, like a lot of mud and rosemary and um, I bright and so on and so forth that I just loved, you know, making these little concoctions, making, I guess, bringing in my New Orleanian heritage, my grigri bag, putting them into a bag and giving them to friends, before, you know, investigations, or if they were having a bad day, you know, giving them a, a white candle and some herbs so they could burn, you know, later on that evening to hopefully make everything okay. Or if someone had a tummy ache or couldn't, you know, had trouble sleeping, I would make them like a little mugwort and whatnot and in hopes that that could help them. And sure enough, it did.
0: Sure enough, it did.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: It's the first medicine, pre-pharma, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, me too. I'm all that, except I'm just not good at stuff that you have to eat. No, <laughs> <So laughs> that kitchen witchery. It's like, but yeah, I don't know about eating it. I mean, that kitchen witchery idea and how to put that magic into your cooking is what got me on Master It's just I still never brought the craft into like, but don't you eat it? Do you put it into your food as well?
1: a little bit I, I made lavender bread and I also um, incorporated uh, some roses into a smoothie like rose petals um, for self-love mm-hmm. um, and I worked out pretty well honey also is another good additive to kind of like eliminate the bitterness of some of those herbs but yeah you just it's all about trial and error and what works and what doesn't and just kind of diving deep into that and and you never know what happens what magic you can yeah. conjure up so
0: yeah oh i love that so i know you've been working a lot you've been really busy on all sorts of things you've been working on some travel channel stuff so tell us what you got going on with like my boys the ghost adventure guys and oh, I, uh, I know those. you've been doing something yeah
1: absolutely I, everyone that works in behind the camera and zach has some really wonderful people that work under him. And I've been told by them that they, you know, they are really well taken care of by Zach and they just enjoy working on the show. And I could see it being behind camera. I was able to see that. So there were two episodes that I'm with in their new season. I've been in talks with their producers. Um, and they wanted me to come in and, you know, be a part of some interviews and also be a, uh, paranormal researcher. And, um, there was one location, which I can't talk too much about until the about was actually a location I had several experiences at in, uh, in Los Angeles. It was a film set that I was working on and I had some very unexplained experiences while working on that set. All I can say is that Jack Oz investigated this property uh, two years ago, so he can he can definitely confirm a lot of the hauntings. And of course, Zach went in with his team, and they came out with a lot of crazy evidence and a lot of unreal. E- it was very insane second episode that I worked on with them I came on as a researcher to talk about the crimes of this specific hotel in downtown Los Angeles and yeah and being able to see how they set everything up um seeing how his production team works and it's just it's just amazing you know the the things that they come up with and what they find and what they literally see manifest so it was a very ex- exciting experience
0: yeah and what what they remind me of even though you know they're this big production company been doing it for a hundred years now it still reminds me of a theater company we both have that theater yeah. where everybody does everything when you're on a regular hollywood set it's like the lighting person doesn't touch the this and the grip doesn't touch the that and the this now this is like you know zach going aaron pick that up billy move that i do that it's I, it's the feel to me of like theater of the Oh yeah Especially like kamikaze.
1: You theater. have to be a you know. yeah. performers. I mean, you know, I've I've acted too as well as design. You have to know all aspects and all pocket or you know, if you or if you're not acting here, pick up a pick up a needle and thread, and help me sew costumes. Or maybe yeah. if you're on set, pick up this boom mic and maybe help with sound. And they are Swiss Army knives when it comes to production. They know what to do in front the camera they know what to do behind you and um speaking with jay they were even nominated for uh a, i think it was an american camera or cinematography Lord. award for cinematography and jay was so like happy that i think they wanted or they were nominated but still they were recognized for their cinematography on the show and if you notice now with their episodes it's like art it is, <laughs> yeah, they everything, and their director of photography, who's amazing, just has this really good eye, and they have a really good way of now telling the story of these locations that they're investigating, which I find fascinating.
0: I do too, and it, it just keeps growing and growing. So, again, it that's does, what that person fell in love with how no, it's so <laughs> different than so many shows. So,
1: yeah, it does stop yeah it's 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 cool on that set with them you you know you've been on that set with them for so many years <laughs> yeah,
0: that's okay but that, it's yeah. still it's always an adventure it's always and you don't it know is, it is. as like a, a, a choreographed dance as it is at least for me going in uh, as a medium i i have no idea <laughs> i never yes. know where i'm going or what i'm gonna do or who's going to be there or so it's always an adventure. just like ghost adventures good name. I have no yeah. idea where we are <laughs> so. so, um, what are some of the other things that you have come, you have a podcast, right? Tell us about, I don't, yes. you didn't have an anniversary of your podcast. Tell us about that. Yes,
1: we are hundredth hundred and uh, our hundredth episode and uh, of Hollywood paranormal podcast, which is what caught like catapulted me into the paranormal. I wanted to create a podcast with my really good friend, Bryce Mitchell Williams. He's also my co-host. He's the comedic relief, but also he lot of great, uh, he brings a lot of great, banter and content to the table as well. He's very open-minded as an open-minded skeptic mm-hmm. and he also brings his own beliefs which you know counteract with mine. We decided to come up with Hollywood Paranormal Podcast because we worked at a haunted acting school in Hollywood and the school was claimed to be haunted by the ghost of your friend Charlie Chaplin. So the school school's Located in Hollywood and it's next to our studios which is now the Jim Henson Studios but in 1917 it was uh, built as the Charlie Chaplin Studios and right across the street where our school is we have two historical buildings it's his bungalows so these were his houses that he because he lived right next to his job he would wake up get ready and go to work and I remember the school at one point wanted to tear down the houses and they were like no this is a this is actually protected by the city. This is the chaplain bungalows. So the houses, one of them they turned them into offices, and the other one they turned it into a green room for the theater. And those that were stationed in the in the bungalow with the offices always had weird going on. So one, one uh, director that had her tell me that she would always feel a presence of a man in that bungalow. And there were times where this gentleman, she knew that this whatever was there would always play tricks on her. So hmm. she had this bowl where she would always put her car keys on her desk, and she knew that she would always leave them there before she come in. You know, come into her office, grab them before she left. And at times, the keys would move into her fridge. They would move into a couch or underneath her chair. They would end up in different places, and she's like. There's no way, there's just no way. And she thought someone in the office, in those offices were playing a trick on her. And they're like, no, we, we know not to go in your office. Um, there was one instance where a director saw uh, what they believed was an apparition of a man in a suit and bowler hat backstage as an actor was delivering a monologue. So this actor was supposed to be by himself on the stage um, and the other cast members were in the green room getting ready. And no one's supposed to be backstage at this point. No one's supposed to be on stage. And the director on the headset was yelling at the stage manager, who in the hell is backstage peeking in and out of the, out of stage left curtains. And they're like, "Who, who are you talking about? They're like, there is a man in a suit, bowler hat, peeking in and out, like, get him out, get him out. And the stage manager's like, I don't see anyone. So Yeah, it was, it was, (laughs) it was unexplainable. No one could explain who that was, what was happening. And everybody backstage was like getting ready to get into our next costume and no one was back there. So it was, no one could explain what, what occurred. Um, Security guards would also see an apparition of a man um, just wandering on the grounds and it looked like he would disappear into a wall or into a gate. So it was this correlation, like it has to be him. It has to be Charlie It has
0: to be. Again, that big in life. And I think he loved Hollywood. If you said he lived and worked all that together, he's going to go there. And And for any of you, any of you Mm -hmm. out there who don't know who Charlie Chaplin is, or any (laughs) out there who didn't go, oh, a bowler hat and a suit, look up Charlie Chaplin, whether you're in Hollywood or theatrics. He was probably one of the best physical comedians of all time. If you picture the little guy going geeky deeky deeky with the little cane and the little bowler hat. He's hysterical. There's modern people who've done them, like Robert Downey Jr. There's movies and things like out there, but check out the real Charlie Chaplin if you don't know him. Because I I was just somewhere last night where it was a group of musicians and somebody didn't. I was doing a séance and somebody didn't know who Freddie Mercury was and we almost all fell out of our chair. I'm like. <laughs> Everybody. And I don't care if it's because you're yeah, young. It's like people should know who Beethoven is. He's long dead. You don't have to be of a certain age, but anyway, so everybody should know who Charlie Chaplin is. Um, anyway. So this has been delightful. I have so many questions. We'll just have
1: to have you back, but in the meantime, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at Hollywood paranormal on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm also um, on TikTok under Haunted LA Girl and HWP Podcast on Twitter. And of course, um, I'll be on the next couple of Epic Adventures new season, I think, we should be airing in a couple of weeks.
0: Awesome, you guys check her out. Beautiful Hollyweird Tammy Meram Chavez. Thank you. And oh, we didn't even get to talk about our our which I think there's some stuff coming out soon at
1: the Dearly Departed. Yes. Oh my gosh, if we have a couple more minutes, um, yes, we, we do when I first met you, Patty. We were investigating a very, very um popular location that no one has ever investigated and it was and Bridget Marcourt and our friend Shana Mochler and we're all venturing and investigating the Daily Departed Museum with our friend Scott Michaels and we had I think encountered a couple of unknown energies there I think we had even made um communication with um was it Patsy Cline yes. and I believe oh my goodness oh who else who else I think there was a serial killer in there that we may have possibly um oh H was is it Um, Holmes the the serial killer oh, yeah. of H.H. Um, H. Holmes and so much more but that place was so active oh Bugsy Siegel was another one too he was a bit like a bit saucy <laughs> yeah, I remember that I was like yeah I so, know and then we did the dowsing rods um yeah we did so much and we had collected so many interesting responses and in, I believe EVPs so it was really really crazy um I can't wait to see the video and I can't wait to see what people you know can like witness or probably pick up that we didn't we weren't able to possibly yes. pick up in real time yeah. So much. It,
0: it was so fun. And this place, sadly, it doesn't exist anymore for right now. Yeah, but they yeah. literally had like the Jane Mansfield car where, where she passed yeah. and was squished and just crazy, fabulous.
1: Communication with her, too. She's very, very strongly felt there, of course. Yeah. yeah
0: so you guys really- watch
1: for that. Watch for that coming soon. And mm-hmm. we will
0: certainly announce it on our shows. Absolutely. Um, but, and that was fun, too, because it was, it was girls. I mean, as much as we are both girls in the paranormal, it is still a boy heavy business. It so, is. Definitely and you is. know, you know, and if there is a girl, it's like three guys, four guys, five guys, and maybe one girl. Yes. But so this was
1: great. All female, all women.
0: And we were great. <laughs>
1: we, were, we, we kept it. We kept it very light. We kept it very exciting and we kept the fun. So it was yeah. a good time
0: which is the way i like it so thank you again you guys check her out on social media her website follow her everywhere where that is check out her podcast and come back soon thank you for visiting us on the witching hour